Welcome to the second season of the Senior Horsemanship Podcast, sharing information for better horsemanship during our senior years and better senior years with horses. I'm your host, Paul Sherland. We have a very special episode to kick off Season 2. Joining me today is Dr. Jennifer Williams, the Executive Director of the Blue Bonnet Equine Humane Society here in Texas. Jen will be talking about the top four reasons why you should consider adoption instead of purchase when you're looking for a new horse as a senior. Under Jennifer's leadership, Blue Bonnet Equine Humane Society is celebrating 18 years of success by helping more than 1,300 horses. The Blue Bonnet adoption process is particularly well suited to aging with horses as she will explain in the podcast. Blue Bonnet has also helped countless horses and their owners through education programs, owner assistance programs, and disaster recovery assistance. So without further delay, here's my interview with Dr. Jennifer Williams. Welcome to the um, Senior Horsemanship Podcast. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you here. And we're gonna be talking about uh, adoptions and the top reasons to adopt a horse uh, from Blue Bonnet Equine Humane Society if you're a senior. So, Thank you for having me here today because a topic I could talk about all day. <laughs> what would be the number one reason? I think the number one reason is that we do our very best to evaluate every horse who comes into the organization and make sure you know what we know. So we um, get them healthy if they're not. We have their vet work, their annual vaccinations, Coggins, dental work. We get that up to date. If we see any health problems, we have those checked out. And as an adopter, you get you get all that information. So you start off uh, ahead because you're not having to go right to the vet. Because all of our horses are in foster homes. The so foster homes a lot of times know the horses really well. So you get to talk to the foster home, find out uh, maybe this, this horse isn't like being out with geldings or this horse... Uh, hates being in a stall or this horse will stomp dogs or chase them down or you know whatever that the horses maybe idiosyncrasies are whereas if you go out and buy a horse a lot of times you get home and you have to find all that out um, my caution with that is of course every horse is a little bit different in every situation so i've had a i have a very top of the herd mare and um in another pasture she was not I was sure she would be and she stayed with a friend and she was not top of the the herd so you know different situations horses can be a little different but I've not seen one say who chases dogs suddenly stop chasing dogs you know there are things like that that are gonna hold true we also either try to evaluate the training level of each horse or have the horse trained depending on finances and time and each horse's needs and so you get to learn about that if the horse has been to a trainer we're going to give you the what the trainer says and if a trainer takes the horse and says this horse is going to need a whole lot of work you know he's had uh, maybe he hasn't been handled until he was 12 or he's had some bad experiences in his life we're going to tell you we don't want that horse to go home with a novice because we want our adopters and our horses happy and so we have a stake um, our reputation is at stake if we're not honest with our horses and and also our our love of horses and our our desire to see them in good homes good matches happy people so i think that's a real benefit to adopting is you get all this information um, when someone comes to look at one of my horses i always say here's the good 
the bad and bad just maybe he doesn't like hay or you know he's not good in a stall it doesn't necessarily mean anything horrible and the the neutral the just facts because I want you to know I don't want I don't want my fosters or any of the horses to come back really um, you know I want them to have good homes and happy people and I want to hear great stories down the road that they're loved and you don't turn off the phones after the horse leaves the foster so you're there to uh, to answer questions and if there are questions about feed or something that um, has come up with the adopter you're there to provide that information our goal I think this is another reason to adopt is we're here to support those horses for their lives so we've had adopters who've had to move to new areas and they don't know how to find a vet we don't always know a vet in that area but if we do we're happy to share names or ideas on how to find vets or ask pull our membership and say hey does anyone know a veterinarian in this area or if you know three years later the horse suddenly starts misbehaving and you just don't know what to do we're there with ideas suggestions and maybe connections to trainers in your area if we know people and we have a we have a facebook group for people who foster and adopt for us where we can discuss issues and you know help each other solve problems if they come up we are there to cheer on your victories um you know i want to know if you took that horse on a trail ride and it was the best ride you've ever had or your kid got a blue ribbon at the county fair we're going to cheer you on you know you're you're adopting into a group of people you know you're not just getting a horse you're getting all of us and our support and um our ability to help and there's a whole lot of expertise and blip on it and so you know we can help solve a lot of problems and your network um extends texas wide it's uh you know there are some rescues that are located in one specific part of Texas or one specific region of Texas, but uh, Blue Bonnet is statewide. Is that right? We are. We don't have a lot of foster homes at in far west Texas or far south, um, but we're always looking to expand. And um, a lot, if we don't know someone, we may know someone who knows someone, so we can still get. We do our best to get recommendations. Sometimes, in some areas, we might struggle to find a farrier recommendation or. Um, but normally, if nothing else, even if we can't find um, a, rec- a good recommendation, I can find names on the internet and give people ideas on how to choose a good farrier or vet or find a feed store. So, One of the things that uh, you know, you've talked about a little bit uh, is that um, the adopter has um, support if the horse is not working out. Um, and oftentimes you can... There, there's a fix or there's a there's a solution to the problem uh, but if if the the adopter gets the horse home and for some reason it's just not working out uh, blue bonnet is still standing behind that that horse and that adopter I guess is that right that's right so I think we have two ways that we do that one is that into our adoption contract we have a built-in 30-day trial so you take the horse home maybe she doesn't act the same way she did at the foster home you know different situation she doesn't get along with the horses and horses in her herd or a behavior crops up that we didn't know about you know and you can't deal with that horse can come back to us and you'll get your adoption fee back so the goal there is that when the horses go to homes they get good homes they get to stay in and if they're not working out we don't want people to be miserable and we want the horse to be miserable because there's another home somewhere that that horse will fit into so that's one way also if 
anytime, anytime throughout the horse's life, the adopter can't keep the horse. Life changes, you know, people get ill, they have to move, there's job loss, whatever, it doesn't matter. We will always take our horses back. In fact, we built into our adoption contract, we want them to come back. And that means we've taken in horses back from adopters 10 years later, you know, because they, life was good, things were rolling along, and um, one recently, they had multiple horses, and the husband got really ill, and that just was too much, you know, they couldn't take care of the horses on top of dealing with the illness, and they came back to us, and we found them new good homes, you know, and as, as a, as a horse person whose family is not horsey, it is a comfort to know that if something were to happen to me, whether it be illness or if I was to pass away, all my husband has to do is call the rescue and they're going to make arrangements to get almost all of our horses, you know, all of our adopted horses and, and take them back. And then I know too that they're going to get good homes. Someone's going to screen, you know, the homes to make sure they're good so that the horses I love dearly will be safe. I know that's really different from uh, buying a horse on any kind of market. Once you take the horse, once the horse is loaded in the trailer, <laughs> that horse is, is yours uh, for better or for worse. That That is very true. And it's, you know, I have one horse now that didn't come through either Blue Bonnet or I have one other who came through another rescue. And um, she actually came to, I inherited her when a really good friend passed away. Um, other than that, all my horses come through Blue Bonnet now because I want to know that they've got a place to go. And I see so many people where, uh, I mean, they reach out to us, family members or neighbors, that somebody has passed away and their horses have no place to go, or somebody's in the hospital or they're, you know, very ill or they've lost their job or have to move and what's going to happen to their horses. And so I don't have to worry about that. If, if you could, Jen, if you could just uh, talk a little bit about the adoption process uh, that uh, y'all have in Blue Bonnet. Sure. So we have um, our first step to adopting from us is to fill in an application. And sometimes that application word sounds scary and intimidating to people, but we've tried to make it very basic and not scary. Um, we are looking to get a little bit of information about you as an adopter, what you want, what your needs are, what your experiences experience is, so that we can help find the right horse for you. And then we ask for um, a, a little bit of information about your property, so we make sure that the, the horse again is going to someplace safe and right for him or her. We do not look for fancy. I have lived in lots of different properties now. Um, we just, I don't live in the Taj Mahal of horse properties, you know, or, or the perfect spot or a show barn, but we want horses to be safe, to have shelter, to have fences that are in good repair and enough space for however many horses are there. Sometimes that might mean two acres for somebody who adopts a couple minis or a mini and a full-sized horse and are going to manage the property. Sometimes it means a lot more space for somebody who has a lot more horses. Um, but we try to look at all of those on a case-by-case -case basis. Our adoption coordinator reviews everything. If she has any questions, she reaches out. Sometimes she may say, hey, you know, we're a little concerned about uh, that one fence line that's only three feet tall and you want this 16-hand tall horse here's my suggestions on how to best improve that without having to spend a fortune. It is rare that we even make suggestions just once in a while. We, we almost never turn anyone down. I mean, there has been a time or two in the distant past where somebody applied to adopt and their horses that they already had were in really poor condition, but that's really rare. So we have an adoption process. We want to get to know you a little bit. 
And then um, once you're approved, our adoption coordinator reaches out to you and lets you know you're approved. And if you have a horse that you've been following on the website or some of our horses have Facebook pages, she, she's going to set you up to meet that horse. So she'll introduce you to the foster home. That gives you a question before you even go out to visit the horse to talk to the foster home, get more information about the horse that maybe didn't make, a, make it to the web page or is new or answer any specific questions. And then you get to go meet the horse. For horses who are trained to ride, we prefer adopters ride the horse before they adopt because, you know, you don't always click with every horse and we want you to make sure you have at least a test ride under your belt. But when you go to visit the horse and ride or handle him or her, if you like him or her, we have an adoption contract. You pay an adoption fee and you get to take the horse home that day. We don't make you come back. We don't make you wait. We don't make you have multiple uh, visits. We let you go then. Our adoption contract says, of course, that you're going to take care of the horse. Uh, we don't allow breeding of our mares and we geld all the uh, stallions and jacks. The reason for that is a lot like animal shelters with dogs and cats. There are an endless supply of horses coming to us and we don't want to add to that. Um, our adoption contract also says that we do a couple home visits and um, that if you can't keep the horse, either he comes back to us or the new person who's going to take the horse fills out an adoption contract with a or adoption application with us and gets approved and has a contract. That way we can track and follow our horses. So you you uh, sign your con you sign your contract, or you take your horse home. In a couple months, we're going to reach out and schedule a visit. It's again low key. A volunteer comes out, takes a couple pictures of the horse, might ask a question or two, and leaves. Um, I can do a home visit in five or ten minutes if we don't start chatting about horses, which of course often because we're horse people, we start chatting about horses and it doesn't last five or ten minutes. But and then we're going to follow up a couple more times. And as I, you know, as I already said, we're always here for questions. We want to make sure everyone's happy. And if something happens and you can't keep the horse, he comes back to us and we start this all over again. And one of the um, big adoption events <clears throat> is that Blue Bonnet has is the uh, uh, Expo and Training Challenge. And that's coming up on October 7th, I think. And and uh, maybe you could, if you wouldn't mind, talk a little bit about what happens there. Sure. So you're right. October 7th at Williamson County Expo Center in Taylor, Texas. We have a, a one-day where we cram in as much horse fun and knowledge and education as we can. So we have clinicians who come talk about different training or health care issues for horses. We have tack for sale. We auction off saddles and sometimes horse trailers. And we have somewhere between 50 and 70 horses up for adoption that day. The bulk of those horses, most of them, are in our training challenge. And that is where a professional trainer will take a horse who's not broke to ride or one who has behavior problems and work with them for four months. Amateurs and kids take horses a horse for four months, either one who's already been stirred under saddle and they keep riding them, or one that either hasn't been or maybe like a miniature horse who's too small or an older horse who can't really do much riding and they work with those in hand. They have their four months, they get to work with those horses, they get to know them really well. They have Facebook pages where they post about how the horse is doing, which I always find really inspiring. I watch those Facebook pages and then I'm like, I need to go out and work with my own horses. Um, you know, and I don't because that's the, we're in that hectic uh, training challenge expo season, but I, I try to afterwards. But then they come to the event, they show off, we call a freestyle. A lot of times they dress up in costumes and they have music and they get 
pretty much free reign to show what they've taught the horse. So those who are ridden or probably walk, trot, cantering, um, sometimes jumping, or I think we had one dressage horse last year. Um, they might go over obstacles. We've had a wide range of horses and abilities. And then they go into an obstacle course, which is, um, we have a, a variety of obstacles, normally a cowboy curtain or something dangling they have to walk under, normally a bridge, poles, maybe something they have to do a serpentine around. So the, the goal of the freestyle is to show off whatever the trainer has taught the horse and how the horse responds. The obstacle course shows you how a horse might act out on trails or when they see something new and in a new environment. I always tell everyone, if you want to adopt and you can make the expo, it is a perfect time to see a horse because they're in a new place with a whole bunch of other horses, they're going to show you their worst. And if you see their worst, and that is great for you, um, then that's a good horse. That's a good fit. And I'm not saying that they're out there, you know, running and bucking and bolting across the arena, but maybe one of them's spookier at a new place, and you need to know that. You're not confident with that. Or, you know, if you want to do a lot of trail riding and obstacles, and you watch this horse and you just won't go over anything, maybe that's not the right horse for you. And the nice thing is the trainers have had the horses for four months. So you get to talk to the trainers at the, at the training challenge and find out what the horse has been doing and what kind of adopter they think is right for that horse. And then you, if you're approved already and you find the horse of your dreams and um, you're, not, you're not beat out to that horse by somebody else, that is um, one of our, you know, there's only so many horses and a lot of times maybe you come to look at, um, Oh, Blazing Beauty, one of my fosters, and she's not the right horse for you or somebody else was already, you know, above you in the line and you end up walking the barn aisle and you see um, somebody else, you see Easter and you fall in love with him and that's who you adopt. So um, a lot of people come looking at one horse and they take somebody else home. Sometimes they come to look for one horse and they take two horses home. Um, and sometimes they come not thinking they're going to look at any horse and end up adopting, but um, it's a great time to come look at them meet them, you get to adopt, and then you take them home from the event. And, you know, adoption, there's a contract and fee, um, and normally our adoption fees at the expo are half price. They are some of our higher adoption fee horses normally because they've had a lot of training and they're, you know, in a good spot to take home and start riding. You mentioned the clinicians and, and some of the other folks that are, who are there, and also you have a just a great tax sale there too. We do. We have folks donate gently used um, and sometimes new tack and horse equipment. I think last year we had a prefert stall um, that went through our live auction and a horse a hay steamer that went through the auction. Um, so we have a sale area where just there's a set price, and we also have an auction where we auction off some of the bigger items and a lot of saddles, and you can get some great deals all the tack you buy the proceeds go back to helping more horses um so the money you spend this year will probably help enable the horses who show up next year and um it's the people who donate you know you can donate and get a tax write-off because we're a 501c3 for your your unused tax we have people who every year clean out their tack room or we have people who are getting out of horses who give us you know a barn full we've had barn fulls you know pull up with a truck and trailer and just load tons of stuff up and it all ends up at the expo we sell it we raise money to help the next set of horses and like I said you get great deals so you can come even if you're not ready if you don't have all the horse equipment you need you may adopt a horse and take home a bucket full of horse stuff to be ready 
I've been there. It's a, it's a <laughs> great event, and we're looking forward to the event in October. And that's October 7th in Taylor, Texas? That's correct. And folks who are interested in adopting or looking into adopting um, can take a look at the horses that you have available right now at, uh, at the website, and that's bluebonnetequine.org. Um, that is correct. We have every horse in the rescue has his or her own, her own page on the website. And so you can see who's up for adoption right now. Also, you can see who's in rehab. So maybe the right horse isn't there yet, but you look and you're like, oh, but I really like the look of this other horse. And you can keep an eye on him or her. And once we start assigning horses to the training challenge, they will be listed under training challenge. So you can see everybody who will hopefully be competing. And we also post on our Facebook page, which is Blue Bonnet Equine Humane Society. Um, I try to post when horses come in, when they go up for adoption, if something special happens. And then I, every horse who's in the training challenge will get his or her own Facebook page. So if you um, are looking for a new horse and you know you want something that's bro broke to ride, you can look at all the pro horses and the, the ones that are in our non-pro under saddle division and follow their pages and see all their progress. Okay, well that that sounds like uh, there are all kinds of wonderful reasons for for seniors um, who maybe have a little bit more time now and um, maybe uh, a little bit more discretionary income to, to make that horse dream a reality. And you know, adopting a horse from Blue Bonnet is is one way to get into horses and doing it in an open and above board way. Um, so. I, I really appreciate Def your time. Definitely. I'm just going to add one thing for your listeners is that I know some rescues don't let first-time horse owners adopt. Um, we have a lot of first-time people who get their first horse through us, partially because we provide support. So um, we've had people who've never had horses before who come to adopt and ask a million questions, and everyone had to start somewhere, and not everybody has the, the luxury of having gotten to grow up with riding lessons and horses and all. So um, if you're just thinking about getting into horses, don't let um, fear or nervousness stop you. There are good people. If you're not in Texas, uh, there, there are people elsewhere, rescues and individuals elsewhere who will help you get involved. And it's an amazing thing to have a horse, especially to be able to walk out your front door and hear them nicker at you, you know, for food for food because that's what they love <laughs> that, that that's it's it may be food may, may be part of it but i'm sure a fence part <laughs> of it too so i have i do have one that we call my stalker horse because he follows me everywhere i go and he definitely he likes his food but he yeah he he would stand there and um probably lick the skin off my hand if i let him because he just wants to sit there and lick my hand and touch me so yes you're right they nicker for food but they also like us that's that's right that's right <laughs> I really appreciate it, Jen. Uh, appreciate your time. And uh, again, this is the Senior Horsemanship Podcast. And this is an interview with uh, Dr. Jennifer Williams. He was the executive director of uh, the Blue Bonnet Equine Humane Society here in Texas. Thank you very much, Jen. So in summary, there are four good reasons why you should consider adopting from Blue Bonnet if you're a senior living in Texas. Number one, you get an honest health and training history of the horse you adopt. Anything Blue Bonnet knows, you will know. Based on my 35 years of horse ownership, this honest disclosure is rare in the usual horse purchase process. Number two, 
you get a 30-day period to try the horse at your barn, and if the horse doesn't work out, you can return the horse and get your adoption fee back. I purchased a horse once where I had a 30-day trial, but my option was to return the horse for another of the horse dealer's horses. There was no refund. Number three, if your circumstances change and due to finances or health or any other reason, you can't keep your horse, Blue Bonnet will always take that horse back and find a new good home for it. I've never heard of a horse for sale with this guarantee. Number four, you get the support of Blue Bonnet members throughout the state of Texas. If you need a farrier or a vet or you need help with a behavior problem, Blue Bonnet will try to find the information you need. Again, this after adoption support is unique to Blue Bonnet. If you don't live in Texas, Jennifer has described what you can look for in an equine rescue to help you adopt wisely wherever you do live. We will have more information about what to look for in an equine rescue in a future podcast. We will have a link to the Blue Bonnet Equine Humane Society in the show notes. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Senior Horsemanship Podcast.